Here we are now, with episode number two in our series of The Astonishing for the Andrew Lake Podcast. If you are a regular listener of the Andrew Lake Podcast, please share your favorite episode as this will help me find my audience. It will help to find the people who are ready to talk about what we are hearing here today. (laughs) They can talk about it and they can hear what we are talking about today. (laughs) And today, I'd like to hear about episode two in our series. So go back, listen to episode one if you haven't already. This is episode number two. It's a five-part series. So we make our way through. And this series, titled The Astonishing, is about astonishing things. We are discussing the astonishing in every way. Well, maybe not every way, but at least some of the ways that I can think of that the astonishing has meaning. And we've talked about a lot already in the first episode. The first episode was the introduction to the series. So it's important that you listen to that before going on to these subsequent episodes. So, episode two of The Astonishing. What I have to talk about today is really a timeless truth. It's really one of those foundational truths. You might even say it's an ultimate truth, or one of many ultimate truths. It's one of those things that you can safely build a lot of assumptions and beliefs and attitudes on. It's a core thing. And it's core to humanity. So it doesn't matter how much I personally believe it doesn't matter how much it affects me, Dosta, for you to hear this. Anyone can talk about this. Anyone can say this. It's theirs for the taking. It's there for the taking. And if you really get a sense of how deep this goes, it can become one of those things that, well, you just keep coming back to. And you come back to it again and again and again, over and over. And of course, you do also forget about it. We forget to live up to it. We forget the implications. We forget to remind ourselves. And it's a core thing that, well, you do have to just keep realigning yourself with. And how you relate to this truth does change as your values change and as your experiences change. And sometimes in life it's a focus and sometimes it's not. But broadly speaking, generally speaking, this is a foundational truth. And many people speak about this. So many people speak about this in so many different ways. And really, it's quite important to find someone who is speaking about this in such a way that it resonates with you. That's one of the components of this. 
Some people talk about the exact same thing and it doesn't resonate. It's one of the facts of personality. It's one of the ways of the world that some things you like and some things you don't. And that's fine. That's okay. But this truth, this truth is deeper than just what you like and what you don't like. This is something you're going after. This is something you want. So find the people that you do like that also know this truth. And what is it? Well, it's very simple, really. Because, of course, you've already heard it before. And you know all about it. And you've probably even had some deep realizations about this before. And this is just one of those moments where we are reminding each other of it. Because, of course, I do also forget. I do also have depths of how much I misunderstand or fall away from my higher values or higher truths. So what is it? What is this thing? What are we talking about? What is so astonishing that I should pent up such a big preamble over? And it's this. It's possible to learn. It seems so simple. It seems so obvious. Well, of course, learning is learning, Dosta. How else should things be? Well, hang on just a second. Think about it. Let's think this through. Let's discuss this. Let's unpack this. It's possible to learn. And that is astonishing. It is possible to actually learn something. It is possible to come into more knowledge, more experience, moreness of existence. Now, isn't it amazing that that is the case? Isn't it amazing that there is something coming from nothing? And imagine if it wasn't the case. Imagine if you were really just stuck where you were and things weren't ever going to change. Well, that's quite a bleak outlook, isn't it? Even if you've got quite a good life and you've got your stuff together, as we might say, or you're feeling quite good about yourself, well, even then, you'd still want things to change. And it's possible to learn. It's possible to improve. And so much is possible. That is astonishing. How much is possible in learning and improving is astonishing. And we could even shorten this. We could even say that possibility itself is the astonishing thing. Potentiality. Can you remember a time in your life when potentiality was a thing? There was a time. And maybe someone said about you, Whoa, you've got a lot of potential. That kid's got a lot of potential. That kid is going places. It's funny how we say that about younger people. 
and not so much about older people. And well, here, what we can do is we can collect on that moment. We can say, how have things turned out? Did you reach your potential? Have you realized that potential? And what was your response to that person when they said that? There's a good chance you've had these words said to you. Or words to those effect. And the sense of potentiality, what I could be, what I could know. That is something that is in the younger person, more naturally than the older person. But of course it is still in the older person, because the younger person is included into the being of the older person. An older person is just an older, young person. If that's not too much of a tautology, I think you understand what I'm saying. So possibility, potentiality, that is astonishing. That is something to know about. Now, what, what's the response to this? Now, the sort of ABC response is, well, I have to work really hard. I have to do my stuff. I need to learn lots. And that's a good response, quite frankly. That is, that has got a lot in it, that attitude. And there is something that needs to be understood fundamentally about productivity and learning. And it can be found in that place where you can sense potentiality. It's where you sense how things could be different. You don't know how exactly they could be different. And of course, you wouldn't want to limit yourself. Of course, when we, when we look back, we see well, how far off we were about our potentialities. <laughs> I can only laugh <laughs> how crazy things were. Well, how crazy I went over that idea of potentiality. But it instilled something. It instilled something of learning. And that's important. And it's also not just learning. It's also training and building. And there are derivatives of learning. Like if you're building something, you're not exactly learning, but you are sort of learning. And if you're training, well, training is more like you have to ingrain something into you. And it's not a lesson per se, it's more practice. You can say, yes, I know about something, but I can't do it. And that would show a difference in learning and training. Because training is, well, you do it and you fail and then you do it again and it's not perfect. And you do it again and you make mistakes and you do it again and then you learn how to overcome the mistakes and then you do it again. That's practice. That's training. You do it again. You do the same thing again, and you know how to do it, but you actually also want to iron it out so that it's perfect, so you do it again, and you can do it without making mistakes, but sometimes you do make mistakes, so you practice it again so that every time you do it, there are no mistakes. And that's training over and over again, repeating, repeating. And in that sort of state, you're not exactly 
thirsting for knowledge or lessons. You're more just holding yourself to a high standard. And both those things fall under the category of potentiality because you have the potentiality of what you could know and the potentiality of the standard you could live up to, that you hold yourself to. And also, there's not just learning and training, but there's also experiencing. So traveling opens you to new experiences. And potentiality needs to include just being. And when you have new experiences, it's not exactly knowledge. And it's not exactly a skill. You don't really get a skill. Well, you might get sort of skills from traveling. But it's not exactly the same skill as something that you have earned or gained by repetitive practice or repetitive training. It's something different. It's experience. And travel does that. Opening yourself to new things does that. And that's very different to learning in a sort of textbook way. And it is possible also to introspect and pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. If you believe that, you can work with that. And if you don't believe that, well, of course it's not going to work. It's almost like that old thing, believe in yourself. Have you heard that one? Sure you've heard it. How many times have we heard that? Just believe in yourself and your dreams will come true. Well, that's exactly what we're talking about here. It's possible to learn. It's possible to understand potentiality. It's possible to tap into study and training and experiencing. And it's possible to introspect and pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. And there's something in words. There's something in words, which is that words do have an effect. And this is related to it's possible to learn. And essentially, a lot of the, well, we talk about these things of how you get yourself going and how you pick yourself up. And this is starting to sound a little bit like a motivational speech. And essentially, what a motivational speech is doing is tapping into this fact that it's possible to learn and you can get a sense of that by speaking about it. You can get a sense of that through the words. Now, it's possible to improve yourself and that fact is something that the motivational speakers know and they simply use the words to point it out for you. So they're really just telling you what you already know. They're telling you something that is just going to give you a little kick. Now, how deep do words go? Well, it depends. <laughs> depends on who it is. And how wide a potentiality does a motivational speaker have in their realm of understanding? Well, that's different as every human being is different. But essentially, all that they're doing is saying words that pick you up. 
And it's quite astounding that words can do something to you. They do have an effect. It is possible to learn things from hearing someone speak. So think of a speaker that you like. Someone that really resonates with you. Or think of words in a book. Think of a book that really blows your head off. Think of, think of one of those books where you, you open it up and, and it's like standing in front of a jet engine. That's what I say about books that I've loved. It's like I'm on the tarmac at the airport and the big jet plane is just firing up its engine, just blowing my hair off, just blowing my face off. Face-melting book. It's astonishing. There's so much in it. Such a deep call to action and such a wide-ranging implication to it. That's the power of words. And like all things astonishing, there's a depth to it. There are books that are written that are, uh, there's no other word for it, but astonishing. They are simply astonishing. And it's possible for you to be blown away by them. It's possible for you to, well, it's possible for you to learn from them. There is a wisdom in the world. There is a wisdom of humanity. And the other side of the insight that it's possible to learn is that humanity has learnt. Human beings collectively have been learning things since the first day of birth. And so much of that knowledge has been won through pain and suffering and trials and tribulations and getting things wrong and mistakes. But isn't it a miracle that it is possible to learn? And the people, well, there are these people that do learn a lot and they learn these things the hard way. And they then have this response to it, which is to share what they've learnt. And these are the teachers and the gurus and the leaders of our times. These are the people who have tapped into what's possible. They've tapped into the knowledge of, human, of, of humanity at large. And they've seen the gap. They've seen how much that there is still for people to learn. And there are many reasons why there is a gap. Largely because it's not available. Throughout history, information hasn't been available like it is today. And even with the information available, well, it's not exactly available. Accessible, but not present. And what humanity is really moving towards is a centralized intelligence. Imagine a world where everyone knows everything. And there are people who are aware of that vision. 
There are people working on that vision. It's not an uncommon vision. It's a universal vision, which comes back to the fact that it's possible to learn. It's possible for things to be passed from generation to generation. And in fact, you look at a website like Wikipedia, I believe that one of their mission statements is exactly that, is how do you have all human knowledge available to all humans? Now that is a big project, that is a noble project, even with the technology that we have. It is a big project. But isn't it a miracle that it's possible? Because a vision like that, a huge vision like that, must be founded on deep truths, timeless truths. Truths that go beyond culture. It's beyond epochs, even. Think of it, think of it this way. How long has it been since human beings have been learning? Consider that. Consider what it takes for a species to begin learning. And furthermore, not only to begin learning, but to continue learning. Now that's staggering. It's really one of the things that separates humans from other species. And of course, it's via language and writing that much of this, and all all sorts of technologies, but mostly writing. I mean, the the real two epochs of humanity is one, learning to speak, and two, learning to write things down. Those things are right up there next to controlling fire and agriculture. And then if you get into things in more detail, then you've got industry and the production line and then technology and information. But if you really zoom all the way out, this technological age that we're in is really just the beginning. And it's astonishing that we're here because now we have a lot more available than is in the individuals. Now you have the books available. You have the speakers available. The information is there. There's a, there's a gargantuan gap between the resources that are at the tips of your finger, right in front of your nose, and what's actually inside your brain, actually inside your being. And if you get a sense of that difference, then you're really tapping into this fact that it's possible to learn and that it's actually something quite urgent. There should be an urgency to this realization. Because when you realize how much difference learning makes, you just need to get more of it. More and more and more. More is the game. The object of the game is more. And there's also a comfort in 
knowing that you can figure things out for yourself. And it's a comfort that you have to, well, earn by figuring out a certain amount of things and learning exactly how it is that you learnt about things. So we're now we're getting a little bit more meta because you not only learn things, but you also learn about learning and you learn about how you learn or why you learn and you also learn the difference between learning and changing and you learn how you change and you learn to change as a way of learning. So you're learning to change, to learn, to change. So open to new experiences. And it just can you get a sense of this whole thing opening up? It's the world opening up. You're digging into things. And it's an expanding horizon. You're stepping into that difference between ignorance and knowledge. And even at times, it can be such that the comfort of knowing you can learn about things can lead to complacency. You think, I I could know about that. I could figure that out if I wanted to. I could do that if I wanted to, but I'm not going to. And the other side of that is, well, when you realize you can do anything, what do you do? What do you learn about knowing that you have limited time? That's part of the things that you... That's one of the things that you have to contend with. It's the thing that breaks you into your values. Maybe you're learning more and more about business. You're learning about marketing. You're learning about cash flow. You're learning about balance sheets. You're learning about branding. And more and more, you're trying to learn more and more. But then you realize that actually your values are changing. Because if you learn certain things, you realize that learning about business might not be the best use of your time. Actually, there are more important things to learn about. And then you have this contradiction of, well, the more you learn, the more it contradicts what you know. The more you realize that what you've learned is useless. What you've learnt means that you have to move on from where you are. So it's not just complacency, but also a kind of fear in change that holds its back from learning. But these are all things you realize on the path of knowledge. These are things you realize with the fact that it's possible to learn. And sometimes it's such that if you confront someone with the fact that it's possible to learn, and it's possible to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, that actually there's a lot of pain there. There's a lot of denial there. And I'm not one to say, well... You're comfortable in your own misery. And some people would say that. There are certain psychologists, there are certain schools of psychology that would say, well, you're comfortable being miserable because that's how you were conditioned. 
in your childhood times. You were miserable and you just want to be where things were familiar and when you were like a child, so you've learned how to be helpless. You don't want to learn. You're not learning because you don't want to learn and it's your fault. I don't want to take that attitude. I don't want to say that. This is not a truth that should be used against someone. This is not a truth that should be said as a way of inciting guilt to try and get someone out of where they are. It's not a truth that leaves by the wayside other things such as being compassionate towards each other, being understanding towards each other, caring for each other. So don't take this truth, it's possible to learn, as something that is giving way to a brutal meritocracy or a judgmental kind of meritocracy. It's always something you have to be aware of, both in, within yourself and for others. Because, of course, with every truth, there's also an opposite to it. And the opposite of it's possible to learn is that it's not possible to learn. There are things you can't know. There are things you can't do on your own. There are things you need help with. And sometimes you can't pull yourself up by your own bootstraps because you're sinking. And you need someone to come along and pull you out. And that is a fact. That is a fact of life. And we all have cognitive abilities. We all have limits of our attention span. We have limits of our intelligence. And if you really think about it, well, you've read this book. How much of it do you really know now? And the answer is not very much. <laughs> so much of it you've forgotten. If only you could have known everything that is in a certain book, or any number of books. If only you could learn the lessons you've learnt. <laughs> so, for some things, it's not possible to learn. It's not possible to improve. And actually, acceptance is what's needed. And it's all good to understand potentiality, but also you need to understand your limits. It's almost like that old saying, the man that knows his own limits has none. And there's a lot in that statement. That's a deep statement. It's a statement that really sums up both of these. 
sides, that it's possible to learn and it's not possible to learn. And it's paradoxical because, well, both sides of each truth forms a paradox. A man that knows his limits has none. And you could turn this into a two-part contemplation exercise. You could say, well, what are my potentialities? What are all the things I could do? Big and small, all over the place. Include, include your finances. Include your feelings. Include your relationships. Include the limits of where you are in time and place. And then think of all the things you couldn't do, or you wouldn't do, or you wouldn't want to do. Notice how those two things feel so different. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. I've never had the opportunity to do this. And when you explore those things, well, (laughs) you can get quite confused. You can realize that the whole thing is a game. It's through this confusion that you can realize that there's a back and forth in potentiality. And you could try very hard to learn certain things and actually not get it. Because it takes an effort to learn. And some people are naturally gifted with learning. Some people do just get it. And some people do work really hard to get it. That's the fact of life. That's the fact of one of our differences. And it comes back to self-knowledge. Do you want to be someone that works really hard? Do you want to be someone who gains certain skills? And really find out for yourself, what could you do and be okay with doing it? What could you learn and live without having a regret that you didn't learn it? What must you learn to live without having the regret of not learning it? Because the truth is out now, you've heard it. You've heard it explicitly that it's possible to learn. And it's up to you to also balance the side of you that doesn't have the ability to learn certain things. And I remember being quite distressed about this. Because I hold myself to a very high standard. And I've heard brilliant speakers. And I've read brilliant books. So I, I'm, I'm under this sort of conundrum myself. Here's a, terif- here's a terrifying thought for you. This one is really scary. It's possible to hear something that can change your life. It's possible to hear the truth and yet to not learn from it. Now that is something you should work every ounce of your being to not have happen. Because if that does happen, it means it was right in front of your face and you missed it. You could have had it. What could have been?
And maybe that's even worse than the people that didn't even hear any wisdom. The people that didn't even get in touch with any of human, humanity's truths. For, for whatever reasons. Because of their resources. Or their cultures or the times that they lived. And you can say in another way that we're all in that position because the truth is out there. The truth is there. It is possible to learn. And now more than ever, it's accessible. Humanity's truths are there. You can literally type into a search engine and boom, there's the answer in less than a second later. And yet the trick is, Do you realize it? Does it make an impression on you? Does it give you the depth of astonishment when you find it? And that's why it comes back to this thing of how astonishing things can be for you. So I hope you can see, you can get a sense of how profound this simple insight is that it's possible to learn. And it's possible to improve. It's possible to realize potentiality. And it's a miracle that there is potentiality. There is possibility. It's amazing that training does build skills. Studying builds knowledge. Traveling opens you to new experiences. You can pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Words give a kick. And there is a wisdom to humanity. And there is a comfort in knowing that it's possible to learn. So that's almost all I have to say for now. And to sum up this episode, I'm going to do some meaningless small talk, which has actually already begun, to just wind things up. And essentially what I do in that is I keep talking without saying anything, just to have a bit of an ending and to sort of sum things up. And eventually I'll stop talking. But for now, I'll keep talking. And I'm not really saying anything. That's the difference between talking and saying something. But this is just an outro kind of thing. And I believe we've covered all we need to. And make sure you tune in for the next episode. We'll have more to talk about then. And that will be part three in our series of The Astonishing. And I hope you have a beautiful day. Remember to meditate. Have you done your meditation today? If you haven't done it yet, just go and do it now. It's no time like the present. So if it's comfortable for you to do so, just stop what you're doing and sit quietly for just a few minutes. It doesn't have to be long. And that's all I have to say for now.